Hello and welcome back to Stop That Clock. We're here on episode six and also the season finale, not of this, but like season finale of, of the, the NFL, NFL season. We are headed into our first ever week 18. Obviously, we have two games this uh, today and then, you know, the rest of the slate. And I'm joined by my co-host, Sam Fermanak at That Football Topic. And, you know, t- today's going to be a fun one. I think we're going to dive into some picks, obviously some playoff scenarios, and then, you know, chop it up with some like, would you rather play out like player comparisons? So um, Love it. let's just get right into the picks. Cause I feel like there's a lot of great games and then there's also a lot of meaningless games. So yeah. Why don't you I mean, kick us off, Sam? Yeah. As per tradition, the last week of the season, it's all divisional matchups, which I love. I think that's fun. Good leave for some boring matchups, but let's start off with, with our primetime uh, ESPN double header today. Uh, we got the chiefs who are looking to get the number one seed in the AFC. They'll need a little help from, uh, the Texans, which uh, they play the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. However, Drew Locke has not been the problem for the Broncos these last mm-hmm. few weeks. Like, I well, I watched both games, obviously. I was at the Chargers game. It, it's not been him. It's just been awful play calling. They haven't run the ball well. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, they'll, they'll make it 13 straight against the Broncos. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. There's a lot on the line for the Chiefs, and especially, like you said, they could clinch, you know, number one seed with a win and then obviously a Tennessee loss. So um, I really like the odds for the Chiefs. All right. So, oh, by the way, before we get further, last week I got 16 points. I think Jude beat me because he picked the uh, Steelers on Monday Night Football. So he, he got me in points there. Uh, going into our last week of the season, granted, we'll still do picks for the playoff games, of course. But right now it's 52 to 58, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dude has the lead, so I need a big week. I need a big week right <laughs> now. Uh, okay, so now we got the other Monday or Saturday game. That's your boys are heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Both of y'all have clinched a playoff spot at this point. So I'm not, there's obviously yeah. still seating to be played for, and it's a divisional game. More for the Cowboys on the Cowboys side. The Eagles can't really move a lot, you know. Yeah, I, guess I mean, they can go between they six, six and seven. seven. It depends. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the Saints and the 49ers. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, and I think, Sam, if you want to be the smart pick, you should go with the Eagles because you, you need to make up some ground. Oh, um, get, get some five points. You know, and I, and I, I personally think, well, you know, I'm a big Cowboys support. I think the Eagles might beat us. I, I, I think the Eagles might beat us. Obviously, we're missing, you know, a huge part in our secondary. Javon Diggs is out. Anthony Brown's out. J. Ron Curse is out. Uh, we're missing a lot of key pieces on defense. Um I just want to see a great offensive performance with the Cowboys to feel somewhat confident heading into the playoffs after a um, not so great offensive performance last yeah. week against the Cardinals. Uh, but I'm, I'm still going to stick with my boys and I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, you gave me all the points to take the Eagles. But, hmm. yeah, I mean, the key injuries are there. Screw it. I will go with – no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll get my, my points in other places. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Cowboys in this one. Actually, I lied. I'm going to take the Eagles. I actually do need the points. I actually need the points. We we pick pretty similar, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the, the Eagles in this one. Uh, and you don't have anything to lose. I mean, you're no. At this point, and they're I think they can run. The, they'll be able to run the ball pretty well. Dallas has kind of been. And Michael and Parsons is out. I mean, Michael, another, that is yeah. that is the biggest injury. He's right also there. out too. So. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll take the Eagles in this one. They're at home. Uh, okay. Now I'm gonna. I almost said another divisional matchup, but they're literally all divisional matchups. <laughs> uh, we have the Steelers and the Ravens in this one. 
Uh, I would have gone with the Ravens. I actually do really like Tyler Huntley, but of course he's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not going to be playing. The Steelers got really lucky and they get Deontay Johnson back. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I want to go with the Steelers because it's like big Ben's last game and well, potentially last game, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. I I think the Ravens want to play spoiler. Obviously the Ravens need a lot to go right. They both need the playoffs. Um, Both need sort of a lot to go right. Uh, But I I like the Ravens. They're at home. You know, it's been a sloppy season. I feel like they they want to end on a win. Um, And so I I think the Ravens beat them. Brutalized by injuries this year. Yeah. I mean, it's been awful. It's been bad since J.K. Dobbins. Oh, wait, so you took, you took, um, I took the Ravens, yeah, the Ravens. Okay. No differentiating. All right. Now we got the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow will not be traveling to Cincinnati. So it will be Brandon Allen. I mean, granted, you still have to deal with, with Baker for the Browns, but I'm actually going to take the Browns in this one, despite how awful, uh, the Browns have been actually, it was kind of funny when watching the end of that Steelers Browns game on Monday night football, um, of course, Najee Harris got the touchdown at the end there to seal mm-hmm. it pretty much. And I was like, oh, wow, look, Cleveland's going to get the ball again. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, wow, just <laughs> enough time for Baker to throw another interception. Another pick. And little, he literally just did that. Yeah. So it's, this could be Baker's last game in a Browns uniform, potentially, uh, or at least without competition. Without competition. So, wow, we, we're already going separate ways. I, I like the Ooh. Bengals. Now, I like the Bengals – in in certain circumstances. I think the big one is what happens against the Broncos. If the Broncos go and beat the Chiefs, that could change up the table because if the Bengals see that the Chiefs have already won, they're not really playing for anything. But if the Chiefs lose, there's a potential they could get the first seed. Now they would also need Tennessee to lose, but there is potential they get the first seed. So I'm going to go with the Bengals uh, cause I think they're going to try to win out. You know, I think they're going to try to beat the Browns, mm-hmm. but I think there's big playoff implications, especially in this game. We'll talk about it in a sec after we're done with our picks where yeah. the Bengals potentially get you know, the first round by. I just think the end of the line, Joe Burrow's not traveling to Cleveland. So it's going to be Brandon Allen, no matter what happens in the chief. No, exactly. no, so uh, I'm yeah. still going to take the Browns, uh, Washington football team, which is getting a new name soon and a new rebrand. Um, we'll play the giants. I'm definitely taking Washington here. Definitely taking Washington. We can move past that one. Yep. Okay. Now we got Titans, Texans. Uh, it's a shame because we're not going to get the uh, inaugural Derrick Henry 200-yard closing game of the year against the Texans. Um, Sadly. However, the return of the King the is – Yeah, they, with a win, they'll lock up the number one scene. I think they get it, but – I think they get it. The playoff matchup that they get, it's going to be return of the King. King, King Henry will be back for the playoffs. Getting that first round by will be huge because it just gives him just another week uh, to get healthy. So I'm going to take the Titans in this one. Yeah, I like the Titans to lock it up. I mean, you know, I, I just like the Titans to lock it up. <laughs> now the game here that has, I think in my opinion, is the most interesting one, despite a lot of these games being interesting, the Colts and the Jaguars. There you go, Duval. Because if the Jaguars win, that game. opens up the AFC wide it's open. Like, I'm telling you, it's like oh my Spider-Man God. in the multiverse. If it's the Jaguars gonna... win, it opens up infinite possibilities. To oh have I mean, it is crazy. This should have been. We'll get into it. But honestly, yeah. I'm just going to be honest. This should have been the Sunday night game. I disagree just because I think but the actually, Raiders you know, like, Chargers. Right, you got to see that. Again. Yeah. But anyway, besides the point. Yes. I'm going to still take the Colts. I'm I still like they're the better team. It's I, however, 
Jacksonville hasn't lost at home to the Colts since 2014, which is a long time. I'm rooting for Jaguars. Not that I like want to see the Colts lose, and like I actually do really like the Colts. I think they could go pretty far in the playoffs. But God, it would be so much fun if the Jaguars won. Yeah, I, I gotta take the Colts. I mean, that's the smart pick. But um, man, I'm gonna be rooting for the Jaguars. So. Yes, sir. All right, now we got. Actually, oh, I'm gonna take the Jaguars because you know what? I don't have anything to lose. You know, why not? I'm gonna take the Jaguars. I'm gonna ride high with my Jaguars. There you go. All right, I really need the Eagles now. Um, okay, now we got the Packers and the Lions. Interesting reports coming out of this game because despite the Packers having the number one seed locked up, Aaron Rodgers still might be playing, which I don't know if I understand that fully, but even if he doesn't and it's Jordan Love, I'm still going to take the Packers, but I just thought that was a weird decision. Yeah, I, I like the Packers. I mean, you know, the, the Lions, they, they've had their fair share of, you know, success this season, if you want to call it that. Um, but I, I like I I Vikings like was still so hype. Uh, we got the Jets and the Bills. Uh, the Bills technically haven't locked up the AFC East. If they lose and the Patriots win, they will not be AFC East champions. But they're playing the but Jets, so playing the Jets. they're going to get the win. However, the Jets have been playing good football as of Jets late. Been playing good football. They I almost like, beat like the Bucks. The Bills, I like the Bills. I, I do too. Uh, now we got Saints, Falcons, some playoff implications here, big ones for the Saints. Uh, they go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to play the Falcons. I'm going to take the Saints. I think Sean Payton will have these guys ready for a playoff game. Uh, yeah. That's what I, think. I like the Falcons to play spoiler. I, there you I go. Think, I, I like I, that. I, I went back and forth on this one. It was. I, I like the Falcons to play spoiler. I think the Saints – I don't know. Something the the Falcons are a good football team. I know they're seven and nine, but they still have. I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a day. He can obviously break the rookie record uh, for yeah, receiving yards by a tight end. Um, so a, there's a lot on this line just besides playoff stuff. So I, I like the Falcons. I think Cordell will have a fantastic week. <laughs> All right, now we got the Panthers and the Bucks. Uh, give me the Bucks. Don't really need to think about that one. It hurts me, but yeah, give me. Give me the bucks. Yeah. Okay. Patriots, Dolphins. Uh, we'll talk about their scenarios with the East. I kind of already mentioned it, but I'm going to have the Patriots winning this one as Dolphins came out flat in a must win game last week. Yeah. I kind of knew that was going to happen, especially when they hadn't played any competition uh, in their, you know, seven game win streak. So I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots too. This is a, uh, also, I mean, this would be, obviously they would know the result of the other game. So they would, they'd basically be potentially playing for the, you know, Actually, no, they wouldn't. But they'd be potentially playing for the number one spot uh, in the. Yeah, East. it's it's weird. Despite Buffalo having the division lead, the Patriots still have a chance to take number one. It's we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. Uh, now we have another very really interesting one. It's the Niners and the Rams, and the Rams just need a win, and they'll get the uh, the NFC West. However, the Niners have not lost to the Rams in like three years. They beat them earlier this year. It's looking like it's going to be Trey Lance still, but I'm actually going to take the Niners here to play spoiler. They just need a win in their end, so give me, give me the Niners. Give me the Niners. They're going to run the ball Ooh. a lot. They're going to run the ball a lot tomorrow, whether it be with Lance's legs, whether it be with Elijah Mitchell, whether it be with Debo Samuel. They're going to run the ball. And I like it. That's so. how they're going to win. We both got this upset. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now we have the Seahawks and the Cardinals, the other West matchup. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Yeah, they got a they got a big win last week. And now, I think I mean obviously game of the week without a doubt game of the week easily. Now it was Sam, a choice for Sunday. Night. It was funny because we were, we were talking about this, and I think this is a good segue. Yeah, yeah, we'll get our, right into the uh, to the player scenarios. <laughs> so we we're talking about this. So obviously, we all know the whole thing. If 
my Jacksonville Jaguars, if they if they if they pull off the upset, which they will, they will beat the Colts. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a confident beat the Colts. If they beat the Colts, this game could end in a tie, right? And both teams can make the playoffs. Both teams. They literally don't even have to play. Like they just they don't like, even have to play. Kneel the ball, kneel. Okay. I was doing a little research on this because it's it's actually kind of crazy. So just for the AFC wild card with the Colts, you just win or a tie and you're in. Like literally it's simple. Just beat the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. That's all you need. <laughs> or you can get in with a Chargers loss, a Pittsburgh loss, a New England loss. The Chargers. Again, it's winning, you're in. Same with the Raiders. Winning, you're in. However, well, they, if they tie with they're, they're, okay, there's a, there's other ways for the Raiders, to end, but yeah, the yeah, actually, the Raiders. Good. It's interesting because they can lose and they still could get lose in. and if okay. Indianapolis still loses and loses, Pittsburgh and then um, the Steelers lose, the Steelers lose. That's what it is. Okay, but, anyway. but this is what Brandon Staley had to say on the possibility if Jacksonville wins and they're going to that. He didn't rule it out. He didn't say no. We're just going to play the football game. He said. We're just going to have to wait and see on that. I don't know if I can speak in absolutes. I think that we'll just have to wait and see if that situation expresses itself, and then we'll be forced to make a decision. And that's certainly going to be a big one. They're not going to do that. I'm, I'm, we, 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 we talked about this before the podcast. We've been talking about it for the past week. I honestly think it would be like, disrespectful to do that like say the jaguars win and they realize they both have to tie but you have to realize they they are both division rivals why would they want the other person in the playoffs okay but if okay they're not think that that's not how they're thinking though when you look at like we are the los angeles chargers i don't there are division rivals i don't give a damn what the raiders do if i'm in the playoffs i believe in my team and my ability to go beat whoever we play Mm-hmm. Yes, that could that could be said in this game too. I believe we can go meet the Raiders. Why would you risk it though? Especially for both teams, go out there and win the game. Like what? However, what could be very interesting too is if going into this one, the situation there's a situation where the Raiders could have already clinched at this point. No, that's true. As you said, if Jacksonville wins, or, or yeah, Jacksonville wins, and then the Ravens win, beating Pittsburgh, the Raiders are already in at this point. So obviously they're just going to play to play. So they could, the Chargers could still actually get in and the Raiders without them having to tie, but it would require a Pittsburgh loss. Yeah. And then for the AFC North, just to go with that, the Steelers can win if, again, Jacksonville wins. <laughs> and either, either the LA and Vegas team ends in a loss for one team. If they do the tie thing, then the Steelers will get shafted out of the playoffs. <laughs> And you won't hear the end of that from their fans. So they're definitely hoping this situation doesn't play out. However, they still technically, they still need the Jacksonville loss to get in. Yeah. But they just have to, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Cause yeah, I think this, I, I don't think I've seen a playoffs in a while where a game this, could, where it depends on a tie, like it would a, break a the game NFL. ending on a tie or not ending on tie could change. We just need playoff chances. Trevor Lawrence to put all of our <laughs> hopes and dreams on the shoulders. Because it, if you exactly. think about it from the Steelers' perspective, it's kind of like I don't see how they can get in because, look, let's just say they win. And then Indianapolis loses. The Raiders are not going to be automatically in because Pittsburgh won. Yeah. The only way for Raiders to clinch is for Pittsburgh to lose. If Pittsburgh loses, they're out already. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the tie is the only way for both of those teams to get in. So Pittsburgh's kind of shafted either way. <laughs> And then the Ravens can still Crazy. technically get in with a win, a Jacksonville win, 
and then the Chargers lose and Miami loses or ties. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the large scheme of things, I, I, looking at the AFC personally, I don't think a lot's going to change. I think at the end of the day, I think the Chargers beat the Raiders. So I, I, I think that's for certain. That's, and as, uh, yeah, as confident that's as I am Olympics. in the Jaguars, as confident as I am in the Jaguars, the Colts realize what's on the line and they realize, Hey, we lose. We're not going to be in the playoffs. So they, they you know, they're going to go out there and win. Obviously I'm praying on the Jags win, but the point is I don't think in the AFC a lot's going to change. I think you could potentially see seeding where it's like, you know, obviously like we talked about earlier with the Bengals, the Bengals still have a chance to get the number one seed right now. They need a little bit to go right, but there's still that chance. And then for the Titans, which is incredible without having Derrick Henry for basically the whole season, well, they could lock up the number one seed. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Let's let's segue over to the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, right, it's the Titans. You win and you're in for the number one seed. The Chiefs, they're playing in an hour. Um, they want to get that win, but also they need help with the Tennessee loss or tie. Uh, and then the Bengals, as you said, they need a lot. And the Patriots are actually still in it. They would need yeah. a win, a Buffalo loss or tie, a Kansas City loss or a Tennessee loss. So. A lot, 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 lot needs to go. <laughs> a lot is riding on the or the AFC South at this point for no, all exactly. this seeding. Uh, exactly. But if anything can be taken away from this uh, wild card picture, it's uh, go Jaguars. Go <laughs> and, and flip into the NFC because I think the yeah. NFC is a little less complicated um, in the sense that there's a lot more moving parts. Obviously, I think you have your top four seeds in the Packers, the Rams, the Buccaneers, Cowboys, pretty much solidified. Obviously, yeah. we both had the 49ers winning, which could – massively could, change up things for the NFC West. The Rams, yeah. But the big thing is, you know, you have the Saints. I got I got, I got the Falcons winning. But that, that six, seven, eight spot is is going to be very interesting, especially yeah, heading absolutely. into that 1 o'clock and even one twenty, well, 10 o'clock and one twenty five window for us um, between those teams because they, there is change between, you know, the six, seven, and eight. Yeah, I mean, the the six and seventh are locked down in terms of like, there's there's only one open spot right now. And it's either yeah. going to go to the Niners or the Saints. The Niners just have to win or tie and they're in. Or if, even if they lose, if New Orleans loses, they're also in. And then, of course, New Orleans just needs the Rams to pull through and they need to win themselves. So it's 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 easy. Like, it can happen for either team. Um, I've said this pretty much since, like, the postseason. Like, it's pretty much all year. The AFC playoff picture, there's a lot more playoff contenders. It's a lot tighter like you had even teams that got eliminated the last few weeks that were still in it all the way to the end it's a lot tighter however in the nfc it wasn't as tight but it was tighter at the top like i feel like there's a lot more super bowl contenders in the nfc at this point you got the yeah, Packers, yeah. rams maybe the cardinals the cowboys like it you got a lot of teams and the bucks of course whereas in the afc it's really unclear and it's a lot closer so it's, it's gonna be fun to watch for sure it is going to be very fun to watch, and it all starts with the Jacksonville Jaguars once again uh, on the AFC side. <laughs> all right, let's let's get into some would-you-rathers, uh, just kind of players would you rather start your franchise with or just have these players on your team. Uh, and I think the, the biggest one in the NFL that's talked about all the time, and this is the first one that we thought of when we thought about this topic, uh, and these guys are going to be, be compared pretty much for the rest of their careers. It's Joe Burrow of the Bengals and Justin Herbert of the Chargers. I'll, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, th- this is an interesting one. It's obviously come up a lot more because of Joe Burrow's play and how amazing he's been, in, you know. In coming off an ACL with, injury, too. Coming, coming off, I mean, not even just an ACL injury. It was like basically his whole knee was almost, you know, decapitated, which is, which is crazy. 
Um, yeah, I, I think this one's interesting. Obviously, if you look at the stats, they have very similar stats this season, right? Joe Burrow's done for 4,611 yards. Herbert has done for 4,631 yards. They both have 35, 34 touchdowns. They both have 14 interceptions. They both throw for basically 289 per game. Um, completion percentage a little bit for Burrow. I think both quarterbacks have tangibles that each don't have. I think with Burrow on his side is his leadership. I think that's something that we saw coming out of LSU. And he's a fantastic player, but I think what he has over Herbert is that leadership. And you can tell through, maybe, I mean, I'm not watching every press conference with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but you can just tell when they play the game, they love Joe Burrow. Not that they don't love Justin Herbert when they play, but there's just a sense of camaraderie when they play with him. And, and I think that's something you can't teach in quarterbacks, right? You can't teach a leadership, you know, an aspect in somebody you have to, that has to grow inside of you. And I, and I think that's what Joe Burrow has over Herbert. Now with Herbert, and, I, and I'll let you get into Burrow before I maybe get into Herbert on my thoughts. on Yeah. I, to put it simply, Joe Burrow is what the Browns thought Baker Mayfield was going to be. He's got this swagger about him. The guys gravitate around him. He was able to come over this injury, number one overall pick, and playing fantastic. And I'll also segue into Justin Herbert a little bit, let you talk about that. But when I look at both of them, I think Joe Burrow's just got it, man, like that it factor. Like, I think Justin Herbert, yeah. measurables-wise, I think he's better. He's a bigger dude. He's got a better, like, frame. He's faster. He has a much bigger arm. I think he's a little more athletic, but in terms of the clutch factor, the like, I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm going to carry these dudes here. Like, I think Joe Burrow's got it a little more than Justin Herbert. That's where I, that's where I elevate him uh, yeah. in that sense. But, oh my God, it's, it's so close. Cause these are two generational talents right here. Yeah. I, I, I like Herbert in this, in this comparison. I, I just think like, I just, you know, boasted about, you know, how great Joe Burrow is and how great of a leader is, but there's, then there's the quarterback. And I think Justin Herbert meets every aspect that you want in a franchise guy. I think he's the perfect height. I never, I never got this whole idea that, oh, he was too big for the league. I thought that was a bunch of BS when he was coming out of Oregon and heading into the draft. The, I mean, it's incredible how well this dude just throws the ball with so little effort. I mean, he, he can just launch the ball crazy distances on target. Like, that, that's the other thing. There are some quarterbacks who can just – heave the ball right and you're just like okay i mean you have a great arm but there's no accuracy he can throw a ball 70 yards with perfect accuracy and that and that's another thing you can't really teach and and i, I think mm -hmm. herbert has and then you have to kind of look at what's around him um i was about to bring that up actually because i think that's what makes this this argument so unique and special is that in terms of just like the receivers maybe justin herbert has a slightly better offensive line is pretty even because these the Bengals and the Chargers are the two only teams with two 1,000-yard receivers. Yeah. Like, they both have outstanding receiving cores. Of course, Herbert with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams leading that. And then, of course, you got the Bengals, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, of course, Tyler Boyd as well. So both of these teams have what their quarterbacks have weapons to work with. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, actually, because I like that it factor. I like that confidence that he has, that leadership ability. I think that's one of the most important qualities for a quarterback. Sure, maybe the measurables and or measurables are – a little more in favor of Justin Herbert. But I think down the line, I think Joe Burrow, in terms of his legacy, is going to be more successful because he has that clutch factor, because he has that edit factor. Let's also remember, not to be a little biased here, but who's Justin Herbert playing for? The Chargers. They're going to find ways to do stuff and mess it up. 
Like I don't think you can do. always put that on. No, of Herbert. course not. I mean, that, that's definitely more of a team trait. And that's why I didn't want to like, you know, bring up their wins. Cause I feel like wins are not really a quarterback stat to be, you know, cause like, I mean, look, Joe Burrow's I, 12 and 13 as a starter, Justin Herbert's 15 and 16. There's not a lot of difference. And I don't think that team wins correlate to a quarterback. However, you know and I mean. yes, I agree. This, this could, but look at how much they elevated the chargers. We knew what they were going to be going into this season. They were going to be a good young team with a chance to compete for the division and definitely a wild card spot. The Bengals were picking number one overall two years ago. And then they were picking in the top five this year. And then Joe Burrow comes back, takes the league by storm and elevates his team to win one of the most competitive divisions in football. There were last year it was the Steelers. And then this year we were debating whether it was going to be Baltimore or Cleveland. The Bengals were not even in the mix. And now they've won the AFC North, potentially with a chance to get number one seed. So yeah. I'm going to take that. No, I, I, I think it's a debate either way. I mean, you can't really go You wrong. could go, yeah. I, it's, this is not going to get resolved. Is what no. Uh, all right. Now let's, let's go to not necessarily a person. I guess we'll still stick with the Bengals a little bit. Let's talk about some receiving cores, some of the, some of the best in the NFL. Now, this is a little interesting now because of the Antonio Brown thing. It kind of takes away from this, but I'll, I'll still throw the bucks in there for their receiving core when fully healthy, of course. And fully healthy, yeah. Uh, and that, that's with all these teams, obviously. Then we got the Bengals. So the Bucks, it was with A.B., Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. We'll throw, well, obviously, A.B.'s out now, and it's either Scotty Miller um, or um, Tyler Johnson, whatever. I kind of think that takes them out of this debate, personally, yeah. even though yeah. – it, with Antonio Brown, I think they were the best, but without them, that's that's more a duo than a trio. So now we got the Bengals. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, versus the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Well, Michael Gallup's – oh, we're, we're saying fully healthy, right? Yeah, fully healthy. Good. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, here, here's the thing about the Cowboys receiving core, because Amari Cooper, it, without a doubt, is a top 10 receiver. And, and I, could, I could argue anybody about it. I, I just think – in recent weeks, he just hasn't got targets. You know, they, they haven't been throwing him the ball. The last 100-yard game he had with Dak Prescott was week one against the Buccaneers. That's the last 100-yard game he had with Dak. Obviously, he had the 100-yard game on Sunday night uh, with Cooper Rush. Um, but as a number one receiver, you should at least be having, if we're already this way to the season, I mean, at least 10 100-yard games, maybe nine. If you're, if you're really a guy like that, um, Without a doubt, and I'm not blaming Amari Cooper for his for his lack of production because obviously that falls on Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. I'm going to take the Cowboys receiving core just because we've seen sort of a string of what they've done. Right, the Bengals, without a doubt, they're right there too. I, I really love Jamar Chase. I love T. Higgins a lot. And I love Tyler Boyd. Um, but I'm just going to take the Cowboys right now because to me they have. I just think they have a stronger number one, which puts them on top uh, for a trio. Okay, that's fair enough. And look, I there's things that I love about both. It's weird. I'm like, they're both versatile in different ways, if you catch my meaning. I think you got your sort of like go up and get a guy with Michael Gallup. You have your slot expert, a master with CeeDee Lamb, and then you got your all-around route runner with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Bengals, I think it's a little more versatile that I think all of them can kind of do that with maybe the exception of Tyler Boyd not being a go up and get him guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't, think, you don't think CD can go up and get it? No, I said he could. 
Oh, oh no. So, okay, okay. I'm saying, okay, yes, he can go up and get it, but I think he's more that crafty run after the catch kind of guy. Well, he's, yeah. a, he's a lot of yards after the catch. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah, clear. So I think based like just this season, I think the Bengals receiving core has had a better season. Oh, well, yeah. God, it's it's tough. I mean, you got to really think tough. about like who you take in, not just from this season. I mean, you got you obviously the Bengals have had a better season. Um, but you're thinking long term, you know, you're thinking think, long term with these guys. Yeah, I think you can debate Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper all day. You can debate that. Yeah, I would take Michael Gallup, though, over Tyler Boyd. And I think that's where the divide is. And so that's yeah. why I'm going to take the Cowboys in this matchup. Um, yeah. Just because I think Michael Gallup just gives you a little more versatility down the field and also being able to go and get those jump balls. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I don't think there's much. I mean, best year in the league. <laughs> All right. Now, let, now let's get to, I guess, the other side of the ball for the Cowboys. We have the league leader in interceptions with 11 going up against another second-year guy in A.J. Terrell. So I think this is like – it's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum right now. You have a guy in Trayvon Diggs who, have, as I just mentioned, leading the league in interceptions, has been a ball hawk, very good for the Cowboys getting turnovers – but is also been ver- like very volatile. He's allowed a lot of yards. Then you've got a guy in A.J. Terrell. I think he only has two or three interceptions this year, which is still good for a quarter. But he's – so he doesn't get all the takeaways, but he's allowing a lot less yards. And in my opinion, he's showing out as a truer shutdown quarter. Yeah. So when Trevon Diggs came in the league, I don't think he was ever listed as, you know, that lockdown corner. So I'm going to tell you why I would trade Trevon Diggs. And for one simple reason, because you can't teach those ball skills he has. Okay. I think, and I'm not taking away from AJ Terrell. I think he's a fantastic corner. And obviously I, he, he's a lot better of a lockdown corner than Diggs is right now. But you got to think Diggs is in his second year right now. And I know, and I know Terrell's in his second year, but you can't teach the ball skills that Diggs has. You can, obviously you can't teach, amazing lockdown you you can't teach all the great technique to a corner to be you know extremely locked down but you can teach that ball skills come i would say almost naturally and you gotta think about trevon diggs played receiver when he was in alabama coming in so that's where the ball skills are coming from so to me i feel like i would take Diggs in the long run just because he already has the ball skills so with with his with his ball skills and (laughs) He's saying ball skills. If you, with his ball skills. And then you can teach, you can teach the, the proper technique. And yes, I get it. He's given up a lot of yards. But there hasn't, and I'm honestly trying to register every game. There hasn't been a game where he's given up a huge play that has altered the game. Except for the Patriots game. Yes, the Kendrick Bourne was, that was a big altering play. But all honesty, yes, he gives up kind of these chunk yards. But there hasn't been truly a play I could definitely look at and say, wow, that really altered the game, right? That really, the types of plays he's giving up has really altered the game. When it's mattered the most, Javon Diggs, for the most part, has been locked down, quote unquote. I don't want to say fully locked down, but if you catch my drift, right? He, he has, there hasn't been game altering plays that he's let up. I, I mean, I think there's a few. All right, then let, let's hear them. Okay. We got last week, AJ Green, double move. I don't think that was game altering position. I don't we got think that was the Broncos, another double move. Tim Patrick, they go up 12 nothing. That takes okay. momentum. 
Yes, they won this game, but versus the Patriots, the mix-up in the secondary, Kendrick Bourne takes it. I'm not, I'm not trying to get too nitty-gritty because I think Trayvon Diggs is an excellent corner, and as I, I 100% agree with you. I think you can teach that. I think as he gets through, goes throughout his career, he will get better and allow less yards. Obviously, having a historic season right now, but I, I think it's just what are you looking for in a guy? I think do you want a guy who will be a little volatile and get – all these takeaways, which have been great. I think the Cowboys, they lead the league in turnovers as a defense. Uh, and Or do you want a guy who can be truly shut down and take a receiver off the field, blanket aside? I think personally, it just it comes down to what you have around you in that team. Let's, let's look at Marcus Peters, for example, because that, that's the guy who I think you see a lot of comparisons coming from Trayvon, like to Trayvon Diggs. Very volatile guy. He'll jump stuff. He'll get a lot of picks, but also might get burned a few times. When you look at it, it works for him because when Marcus Peters played for the Rams, he had Aaron Donald rushing the passer, and he also had a really good corner on the other side with Aqib Tlaib. When he's with the Ravens, you got another good corner with Marlon Humphrey, and they were great pass rush. Calais Campbell, Matt Judon was there, all those guys. So it allows you to be that aggressive. Of course, with the Cowboys, you have that great trio with Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, and Marcus Lawrence that can rush the passer. Whereas with A.J. Terrell, you don't necessarily have that. So I think A.J. Terrell works better for them because he can be that blanket. He can be that guy. Okay. We don't have to worry about him. We don't necessarily have to put safety up over them. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick a side. Cause I think it, it truly comes down to what you need and what fits your team better. I think if you want that guy who can take like eliminate a side of the field or a receiver, I'll take AJ Terrell. If you want a guy that you can fit, that can be that big play guy that can get you the picks. I'll take Trayvon Diggs. Agreed, but I'm still taking this. You're still taking this. Okay. All right. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up. Um, I like that we were able to put some would you rather we might maybe sprinkle some in there later on podcasts. Uh, coming up, we have the first of the double headers, which is Broncos Chiefs. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching my boys right out for the last time. Drew Locke. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hopefully they well, – this could be a great day because they could fire Pat Schirmer and uh, Tom McFadden, which would be outstanding. But uh, definitely tune into those. And then later on, we have the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, and then a great day of football um, tomorrow. So go Jaguars. Go Jaguars. <laughs>